know I can trip and slip back to the bottom and then the right way I began. I wish I could say this was part of the plan, but this is for me to remain. And I can't wait to talk to my mother and tell her her boy done turned into the man. You got crips. You listen to the Right About Sports Show, Sports for the Coach. What's going on, everybody? Chilling, man. You know, it's a chilly Tuesday out there. Yeah, man. You got the you got the four brothers uh, starter pack on right now. I know. Now. That's my uh, also my James St. Patrick starter pack. That's when he go catch a body. He put on something like this. So, you know, whenever I when I throw on this kit, I feel like I'm about to do something illegal. Yeah. And I got the gloves on, no fingerprints. Yeah, man. I'm not doing anything illegal, by the way. <laughs> Everything I do is by the book. I'm about to say, OJ taught you well. Well, see, I mean, <laughs> these gloves fit, so I did it. Hey, hey so, so did his. <laughs> nah, they ain't fit. If the gloves don't fit, he must have quit. I don't know, man. We always got that fi- infinite shot. <laughs> i tell you one thing, though. Them isotoner gloves are some of the best gloves you could ever have. Yeah. i tell you, man, hands be sweating wearing them things. I got a pair of them at home. I only bring them out when it's cold, cold. These are my mess around gloves. I can still play with my phone with these gloves and whatnot. But the isotoners, nah, bruh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Those are very special. You got you gotta bring them out on, you know, date night or something. Something where you throw the pea coat on. Yeah. Gotta stay warm. Get into some illegal activities. <laughs> uh, unless you're OJ and you got a white Bronco. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but hey, this is a sports show. We're talking about sports figures here. Yeah, man. Playing backs. I mean you're driving the car right now. Be like seven o'clock and playing backstabbers by the OJs. Hey, listen, like, listen. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what that's like a triple entendre. That probably went over so many heads. Yeah, so many heads. Oh uh, man, that, absolutely, man. You got the Snoop Dogg uh, meme mug. Also, like we rolled down the window. Also, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is that Jody? Yeah. That ain't Jody. The people who can't handle the can't handle their business like a man. Mm-hmm. Not my boo pregnant man. You was a <laughs> yeah. See, that's messed up. She she was pillow talking with somebody who was in prison. Like, how you how you got time to talk about that on a collect call? She must have really been butthurt because collect calls don't last long. And you choose to talk about that during a collect call while you're man in prison. I'm just saying, like. Homie really running around with two baby moms still living with his mom house. My, my man needs to get his life together. I mean, that sounds like today in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. For real, for real. <laughs> I know a lot of people who are here moving like that. I mean, that's just how it be. You can't, you can't knock nobody. That's it, just I mean, how it be. I mean, we could be striving for better, bro. You could be. Yeah. But I mean, at this point, don't don't even get the relationship doctor going. I won't even, I won't even get started on that. I'll yeah, save that and, for uh, another time. Yeah, and that and that's our code open. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture, uh, every Tuesday from five to seven p.m. Eastern. If you want to call to join the discussion, Mark Trout, that call number. Of course, two one five seven six three nine five nine six. Got a lot in store today, Chris. Let the people know what we got. We're talking Philadelphia Eagles. We're talking the recap from the Eagles fourth one of the season, a mile high. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking the Eagles Saints preview this Sunday. I will be in attendance, standing room only. Okay, there you go. Be careful, man. Be careful. Wear two masks. And they need a home win. This is this is depressing. Yeah, we haven't had a home. Yeah, the Eagles haven't had a home win all season. This is bad. We're also talking uh, Philadelphia Sixers. They're starting their road trip tonight, mm-hmm. and it starts against Utah. Still no Joel Embiid. Still no Matisse Thybul. Danny uh, Green out tonight with hamstring. Yeah. Uh, ben it, Simmons personal reasons spotted in St. Joe's. You know, working out, whatever. Yeah. Is it is it bad to say like like also mentally like Danny Green's not on this team anymore? No, he's been off this team for me since he have 
like since he had that conversation talking about Philadelphia fans, like I feel like you weren't here long enough to talk about how Philadelphia fans are and how they should react. You're coming from fan bases who expected the bare minimum. Like, for example, he played in Cleveland. That's where he was drafted to. San Antonio, okay. I mean, I don't – they got – I don't know. They're not as passionate as us. L.A., I get it. They almost ran him out of town when he missed that wide open. Sending death threats, yeah. Yeah. Like and before I, that, Toronto. Yeah. So, I mean, you're actually in a basketball town where – not even necessarily a basketball town. Like, we, we are a sports town here in Philadelphia. And we expect something from our players, so it's just not like, oh, hey, just entertain us. Nah, we want, we want to win. So yeah, he's mentally been gone. That's why I've been so upset about Matisse not being able to truly turn that corner and be that consistent three-point shooter that we need. Because then Danny Green's minutes will dramatically decrease. I mean, he's still great for leadership. He does have three rings, so I'm not gonna. You can never take that away from a man, but. His leadership is great, but as far as him actually being on the floor, yeah. I'm good. He did set an NBA Finals record one year. I think the most threes like in the NBA Finals. Yeah, I think it was like eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With an, oh, in the finals game, yeah, it was eight on against San Antonio Spurs. I forget which Heat series it was. I'm not sure if it was the first or the second. I one. think it was the second one. Yeah. Yeah. That's when. That's when basically the series when Kawhi was born. Yeah. Yeah. How was your weekend though? Well, weekend was good. Um, I I worked, so work was pretty slow. So I got an opportunity to watch the Eagles Broncos game on my phone. I yeah. saw the Devontae Smith Moss. I'm like, oh, that was great. Yeah. That was great. And f- and and I know we're about to get into it, but first thing I want to say is that was a beautifully thrown ball. You can see how last week where Jalen missed Devontae Smith, and he was like, "Yo, put that thing up, bro. Put that thing up." Yeah. He put it up, and he went up there and caught it. He went up there and caught it. Mm-hmm. So, we we definitely have a lot in store, especially Eagles, because I feel like a lot of people are we're getting we're getting drawn back in. I feel like we're in the same situation we're in last year, where we're looking at the schedule, looking at the strength of schedule, and is it possible? Even though we have one additional game this season, is it possible? And here we go again. We're about to do it. We're gonna hurt our we're gonna hurt our feelings. But before that, the Eagles capitalized on a win against the Denver Broncos this past Sunday. Score thirty to thirteen. Jalen Hurts threw two touchdowns. Devontae Smith catching both of them. The running game has definitely been on the forefront over the past several weeks. Amazing. And the Eagles' defense gets their f- gets a defensive touchdown. Yeah. Thanks to a Davion Taylor fumble and a Darius Slay scoop for the score. Yeah, I agree. Darius Slay, he's been such a playmaker this season. I feel like those the little Twitter beefs that he was having with fans trying to prove that he wasn't the second coming of Byron Maxwell and Namdi Asamwa really – lit a spark under him, and he has been single-handedly on defense, except for a couple of drives. I mean, you can't be perfect all game, except for a couple of drives. Other than that, he has been single-handedly been the voice of this defense, getting major takeaways, getting major stops. Uh, big shouts out to Darius Slay. I, I enjoy him. I don't like what you said. I don't know if it was last week or the week before where you are saying, hey, maybe trade him for picks. Nah, we need some type of veteran leadership around here. Some something that no, can I stabilize said don't this team. I said don't be surprised if that's eventually what Howie Roseman does. Oh yeah, for sure. I thought you were on board with that. No. Yeah, no, nah, I like Darius. Like, he's great. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. What are um anything from the defense that, that, that made your uh, eyebrows raise? Well, they allow thirteen points. That's 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 number one. Yeah. Especially the way Denver put a shellacking on Dallas the week before. 
So a lot of people going into this game didn't really have a lot of hope that we would beat Denver. So just for us to pretty much hit Denver with the same formula that they hit Dallas with by being so run-centric and being able to take over the game and managing time of possession due to having the run, I thought it was a pretty great game. And Jalen Hurst probably played his best first half of football that I've seen this season. Mm-hmm. Quez Watkins makes that catch in the end zone. We talking different ball game, different stats. It's almost a different conversation if Jay, if uh, Quez Watkins makes that because it's like, uh oh, is Jalen really the guy now? Is he is he the guy now? Mm-hmm. So I thought it was, I thought it was a good win. Just continue to love to see that they're listening to us finally about uh, running the ball. Like we don't know what we're talking about. We know our team. Like I, 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 okay, I get it. Nick Sirianni is a professional. He's been coaching for years, but. We know this roster. We know what works best for this roster. So, of course, Sirianni's going to come in with his game plan and how to improve it and make things look much better. And in this situation, you know, he's listening. The only question is, will he continue to listen when Miles Sanders gets back? Yeah. And uh, fun facts, um, Jordan Howard has been averaging 5.1 yards per carry through the season. Boston Scott, the same thing, 5.1. Miles Sanders, when he was available, 4.8. And Jalen Hurst has been averaging 5.6. So they found a formula. It's running the football. Yeah. And they've had three straight weeks of at least three guys averaging 40 yards or more, which is the first time it's happened in 71 years um, throughout this franchise. But, listen, running the football works. And, like, high-volume passes to players like Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith, that's pretty much your offense. That should be your offense. And you clearly have been seeing over the past, at least when they're running the football, um, especially this week, like how much has been able to help the defense. For sure. Yeah, because the defense is not out that long when you're able to get, you know, stops and consistent uh, three and outs, and when you're able to run the football and get six, seven-minute drives, it benefits your defense because, one, they're not out as long as what you need them to be. And number two – just running the football works. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, it's but it 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 who, calculates to wins. I, I don't I don't care how boring it is. It works. I'm good. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to continue to force that that square peg into a round hole like we've been doing since we started this new regime with analytics and everything. So I'm I'm happy with the run. I'm I, I'm happy to see more Jordan Howard. I'm happy to see more Boston Scott sprinkling a little Kenneth Gainwell. I'm just curious to see what it looks like when we get Miles Sanders back. Are we going to continue the run? Is Miles Sanders going to run straight, or is he going to try to go east and west? You know, if the hole is there, take the hole instead of trying to do a little mm-hmm. Jukey Duke, Reggie Bush, Barry White impersonation. You mean Barry Sanders? Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You know what I meant. Um, but, yeah, Barry Sanders impersonation, you know, trying to just do make something out of nothing when there's something there. So, yeah, I'm just interested to see what he does when he comes back. Is he going to be available this week? Um, he is eligible to come off injury reserve this week. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he's playing this week is still up in the air. Yeah. Because once you're on IR, you have to be on IR for three uh, three weeks, and then you have a three-week window for you to come back. Right. One of the things I, I did like that I saw, which it was such a simple play, but it was ran to execution properly, was a couple of – dink and dunk screens to Boston Scott. I remember just yelling at the TV, like, finally, like, this is how you use this guy. 
This is how Boston Scott should be used. Give, g- let him get out in the open field. Give him a couple blockers. Let him be explosive. We can just act like he's playing the Giants every week. That's just the you know the, the New York with the with the blue with the blue helmet and everything. We can just act like he's playing them every week because I think he's been great since they've been adding the run. I, of course, I mean I'm not going to complain too much. Beggars can't be choosers. I still want to see a little bit more runs from under center because that play action is just going to open up much more. So I hope that Dal- did Dallas Goddard get a concussion? Because he got blown up. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He he got blown up pretty bad that on that shot. And I'm actually shocked that they didn't call yeah. a penalty. And now it's that time of the week. Already. Already. Oh, he must got a lot on his chest. Yeah. 98.5 WJYM, right about sports show. Hey, my music boy, you know what time it is. Uh, yeah, we all we all know what time it is. <laughs> we should see Mark right now. What's up, crew? How you doing? What up? What up? What up? You you called early. You must got a lot to get off your chest. Ah, where to begin? Where to begin? Uh oh. I thought this would be a good week. It is a good week, but first things first. Uh, Tom Brady needs a pacifier. Okay. <laughs> He's all smiles. He wants to talk to the press when he wins or anything. When he loses or anything, what does he say? Oh, uh, hurry it up, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a sore loser. That and that big crater in his, that big crater in his chimney calls it dimple. Ooh. Wow. Get that, boy, get that boy a Lunchable in the juice box. And a Capri Sun. Oh, now I thought Tom, I thought Tom was your boy. How can you have defended him? What you mean? No, he he is. He's he solid. talking about Benjamina. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Sixers are doing things to hurt my middle hurt my mental capacity. You ain't had one to begin with. Okay? <laughs> he got the con- he has the constitution of a Capri of an empty Capri Sun container. Mm. Wow. Okay. He's okay, he's about useless as a broken light bulb right about now. Sheesh. Oof. Okay, that's the way I that's what I feel about it. Rich uh, Rich <laughs> like I said before, he and Rich Paul are the last stock of the NBA. Seriously. At this okay, point. If I do get Rich Paul, he stepped up his game. You know, he beat Adele down there and anything. But right now, that's about the only thing he got going for him. I'm not even fooling with Adele right now, just off the strength. <clears throat> no, for real. I never. I always thought her music was overrated anyway, so this gives me more. I'm not talking about her music, I'm talking about the way she looks. Oh. Oh. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> yeah. 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 Her yeah, head is rather large now. I'm not touching this. <laughs> so, but, to, but to the Eagles, you know, that was an impressive win. Okay, that was an impressive win. They finally let Boston Scott and Jordan Howard dictate the game with the run game. Okay, they left Jordan Malata alone at left tackle. Okay, because let's face it, that offensive line was manhandling the Broncos' D-line. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a straight-up mauling. Okay, and the Broncos riding high they beat the Cowgirls the week before, you know. And, you know, I still appreciate that. But the bottom line is the Eagles handled their business the right way. Okay, I'm proud of him. You know, it's a good game. I only hope, I only hope, pray, keep my fingers crossed, keep his momentum going. And they don't get don't get set off this win, and think like they're going to like you know like they're world beaters now because they're far from it. So okay, let me- they're still in the playoff race. Okay, fine. You know, they finally tailored the offense to hurt hurt the strength. Mm-hmm. They're having the shotgun. They have it under the center. Okay, they focus more on the running back. They only threw the ball what three times in the second half, and one of them was for an interception. Yeah. yeah. One was, was incomplete pass. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. 
you know, and that was a dumb throw Davalese. I'm doing to happen again. Yeah, it, that was uh, he kind of went back to how he was the weeks before because you saw in the first half how where he was stepping up in the pocket, you know, moving a little over to his left, making solid plays before that's a run. So I feel like he got a little bit uncomfortable, which is fine. I mean, there's still growing pains. And, you know, he threw that ball he shouldn't have thrown. But I think he played probably his best first half of football. He had a nice touch on the ball. He was able to get it into <clears throat> spots where his guys were able to get it. And also just being able to just command that offense, staying poised. And I, I think he, I think he's going to be special. We'll see. I think he's going to be special. If we get the right coach to continue to just – play to his strengths, I don't see how we can't continue to just win games. Yeah, and uh, let's give it up for my boy, my fellow Scorpio twin, Devontae Smith, took out two touchdowns on his birthday, Scorpio's rule. Oh, yeah, he was hooping. He played great. Scorpio's rule. And, Quint, and I, I, I'll say this, I still love Quinn Watkins, but he should have had that touchdown pass. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. Uh, he hurt right me with that one. should have had that. He hurt me. That one, I thought that was money in the bank. How many times have he caught a couple of those deep balls with no problem? That one, that yeah, one was well, money in the bank. Everybody has a bad day, but I hope that do, I hope that doesn't make them not want to go to him because I still think he's another deep threat weapon we can use at our disposal. That's true. Aguilar had a, no, I still do this. Rager had a nice catch. <laughs> They're literally the same person to me. I'm sorry, guys. No, um, Aguilar's yeah, better. But uh, he needs to stay on special teams where he's at. Oh, great. We got ourselves a Percy Harvey. Him and, him and J.D.R. Spagel Whiteside. All right. I'm still, those two, I'm still, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> if, if Goddard can't go, they need to move Whiteside to tight end or something. No, Just they need to, to move Whiteside off the team. <laughs> speaking of Goddard, I just love the way Nick Sirianni just completely like praised the referees, completely praised, what was the guy's name, uh, uh, Simmons or whatever. Simmons, Simon, well, he's a great player. He's a proud player. He's a he's a he's an excellent player. You didn't take you didn't take him for your boy that got knocked out the game by this joke. What's up with that? Nope, nope. That 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 was wrong because Goddard got blown up. I can't believe that wasn't a penalty called. I I knew it right away as soon as he got hit. And, I'm sorry, he got hit and his body got stiff. I knew right away that yeah, that's a that's a concussion, and he went right into yeah. the tent and didn't you know, return. We, we, we know we know no most of the zebras are blind anyway. They need, you know, they need a ten, they need a, a stick, a CNI dog, and a couple of pencils to sit on the corner. Mm. Okay, but that was blind. Okay, and for Syrian, still did it. Well, the rest got a hard job. Uh, uh, Simmons, he's a good player, he's a decent player, he's an excellent player, and everything. I mean, for a minute, I thought he was going to get down one knee and propose to the guy, for real. Okay. <laughs> That whole exchange, he praised the referees, he praised Simmons. The guy that knocked out his top tight end, one of his top offensive weapons and anything, that whole thing made me sit like strawberry quick. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I heard that. I said, somebody get me a bucket. Okay? If somebody get a, somebody get a couple of, somebody get a sock full of Valencia oranges and anything and slap Nick Sirianni upside the face a couple of times saying that stuff. <laughs> How do you how do you like his game plan the last three weeks? Game plan, okay, his game plan has gotten progressively better. But the bottom line is, um, what he did as far as like you know not having got his back and praising the rest, praising God and not got out and everything, trust that made him no friends in the locker room. Yeah, you got to ride for your guys. Mike Tomlin wouldn't have did that. Mike Tomlin would have rode for his guys. 
I mean, even Sean Pinkton, Sean Pinkton got robbed on the call. But what did he do? He said, well, what did you think about the call? Like, you know, and he took it for, I mean, he, he, he worded it so he defended his player, but he couldn't get fined in the same, in the same way. Okay, I understand Nick Sirianni, the rookie coach, didn't want to get fined and everything, but come on now. There's something more important than getting fined. That's cool. If you respect your players, you lose your football team, you're going to be out of a job working the classifieds, teaching high school or coaching high school ball again. I'm sorry, even hey. if he got fined, Howie got him. My point precisely. Okay, speaking of Howie, Howie better knock this draft out the park. He better look at all the defensive players on Georgia out there killing it. He better draft at least one of those guys. Now, now, now. You know he's going to get a fullback from Alvernia. Don't do that. You know what? <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, <laughs> my boys at the Red Station touched on this. Howie better not watch any football games after 8 o'clock on ESPN you know, the Pac-10, the Big Sky Conference, you know, he wants to draft a cornerback from Air Force. So nah, 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 <laughs> Okay. You watch the Big Ten, you watch the Big 12. Okay. We're talking about the major schools like LSU, Georgia, Bama. You know, he finally realized about Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts, the players from Bama can actually play. Landon Dickerson also. Oklahoma. Okay. Michigan, for that matter. Now, why would he take players from uh – I don't know, an NFL factory school. That That's just so – that just doesn't make sense. We're going to get somebody from North Dakota. Now we got to be the smartest kid in the room. Okay. Eli Spencer Reed from Criminal Minds. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, this, that, this, 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 this. And Morgan just comes and just like, hey, kid, 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 kid. You take the gun and you use it. What you got on the sister uh, – the Sixers? <laughs> you know <laughs> – a lot of guys in my Sixers group have been saying, oh, the Sixers are on a downward spiral, you know, without Ben Simmons. Okay, the Sixers are on a downward spiral because Joel Embiid's out. Right. Tobias Harris is out. Right. Matisse Thibault was out. Seth Curry was out. Right. Ben Simmons had absolutely nothing to do with it. Because when all the players, when, when everybody was on the team besides Ben Simmons was playing, we were doing just fine. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Once, they get, once they get the full team back to the full complement, Okay, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. I'm not worried. It's the start of the season. Yeah. You can't be worried. And it's not, and it's not as like Joel and me got like a serious injury. It's it's literally just health and safety protocols. And That's this something is, he really can't control. He's not our savior. He does not want to be here. Yeah. I'm okay, he's made that clear. He does not want to be here. He is never going to play for the Sixers again. Okay. He's going to creep on claiming, oh, I got mental issues. And, you know, try to get paid. All right. I don't care if they trade. I don't care if they trade him to Shanghai Shark, you know, for you know, for a box of like you know, uh, beef rice and some ramen noodles. That's how sick of his son I am. I mean, I really, truly am. I mean, to me, he's an afterthought. I mean, he's just—he's not here. It just yeah. Well, hey guys, before you let me go, I, I gotta ask you guys. So, uh, two things. What do you think about the uh, Vince taking over NXT from Triple H? And what do you think about Ring of Honor shutting down? You can go first, Chris. Well, Ring of Honor, like, that hurts because Ring of Honor, uh, that, that literally hits here in Philly. Yeah. And the fact that how long it's been here and the fact that I've never been to a show and now realizing that it's shut down, it kind of really just makes me upset that I never got around to seeing yeah, the Ring show. Ring of Honor started right up there on Snyder Avenue. Yeah. yeah. I remember because when you used to play for West Philly Tar Heels, we had a game up there, and you actually saw them walking into the community center at the football field hmm. for a Ring of Honor show. Huh. When they first started up. Hmm. Yeah. But but now, like, 
even still then, it's like a bunch of people losing their jobs. So, like, you still have MLW, NWA, AEW, um, Impact. So, hopefully, um, there's still plenty of wrestling promotions. So, hopefully, a lot of those people, um, you know, be able to find jobs and whatnot. Yeah, I saw that uh, New Japan has, like, a tour that's coming in 2022. So, that could be an option for a lot of guys. Yeah, they're opening up an American branch here. Yeah, so. so I think that could be a cool option. But... I don't know. I haven't watched NXT since they rebranded it. I kind of like the feeling of the WWE having its own little indie scene, but now the new rebrand of NXT is just kind of like baby WWE. You can tell by the, the ring setups, the lighting, everything. It just feels like baby WWE in a gym. So I don't. It's not. It's not different to me. But I, I truly haven't watched. I know they're doing some good things with Mandy Rose down there with uh, Toxic Attraction. I know uh, Braun Breaker is looking pretty good down there as well. But I mean, I, there isn't anything that makes me really watch NXT like that. I've. I've I'm not gonna lie. I've been more onto AEW because I absolutely enjoy what's happening inside the ring. Can they work on their storylines and their promos a bit? Yeah, they can, but I love that action inside the ring. I mean, before you know it, you're going to get the Undisputed Era versus the Elites. Like, I feel like that's coming, and I do not want to miss that at all. Well, I'll put it to you like this. Um, NXT, and, I'll get, and I've been, and without question, Chris Dozen, I've been one of Triple H's biggest, like, you know, detractors, you know, from the quick, the curtain call, you know, the Attitude Era. You know, the Russian era, mm-hmm. you know, the way he monopol- you know, monopolized, like, all the time to bury people. But the way he conducted right. NXT, and it was through the help of Guy Rest Soul, Dusty Rose, you know, it gave, it was another, it was another option. And many times, NXT was a better show than SmackDown and Raw. Oh, for sure. Okay, without, without question. Okay, it was gritty, it was unorthodox, okay, and the fact that they were bringing in international stars and actually acknowledging their accomplishments in other companies. That made it must. That made it must watch TV for me also. Okay, it was certain long just fine. AEW came along and AEW was a major player. Okay, the fact that Vince took power away from Triple H, someone saying, "Well, you're losing against AEW." Well, guess what? AEW is a better product. And I got news for you: NXT is still a better product than SmackDown and Raw, mm. with a few exceptions. I was okay. I was actually going to say that. I didn't, I didn't even know that. Were coherent, they were easy to follow. It was easy to fo- it was easy to follow the competitors. Okay, the women's division was on fire. All right, NXT and NXT UK, both of them, both brands, they were better than one SmackDown on a regular basis. But the bottom line is, and you know, here's the saying: Vince is a, is a senile old man that, for whatever reason, his ego was still in full like in full hyperdrive mode, and he has a two yes men, you know, down Laurinaitis. Mm-hmm. Bruce Pritchard and Kevin Kelly um, I hang on his every word okay and the fact that NXT was killing Raw and Smackdown you know in the ratings you know that's fucking type of way about that because even though it was his company, his company it was still Triple H's um, product so he took power from Triple H saying well if he can do good I can do better okay he got rid of a lot of the veterans he promoted a lot of the veterans to the, to the main roster and what did he do? He released them. Yeah. Okay, Keith Lee, Miriam, B-Fab, you know, among Carrie others. and Cross. And what they have right now, with a few exceptions, is a bunch of young wrestlers on that, on that show. 
Mm-hmm. That not need to be on the show. They need they need more training. They need more seasoning. Yeah. Okay. And because of that, because Vince rushed them out, okay, fans not getting behind them. It's a lot of sloppy work. Mm-hmm. Okay. The promos are not nearly as good as they used to be. Okay. And you know, with the exception of somebody like Brian Breaker and Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction, which I hope Vince doesn't mess up. He will. Remember, Vince also has a habit of breaking up a pretty good team. Because mm-hmm. every team, just about every team he promoted from NXT up to the main roster, broke he them broke them up. Or they got sick of being like, you know, sec- like, you know took place secondary status, and they left the company. Yep. Okay, so the bottom line is, the sooner Vince, the sooner Triple H gets power back to NXT, the better I don't see it happening. And the sad thing is, I don't see that happening until, like, you know, the later parts of his life, when he's not able to you know, wield any power in the company anymore. But, you know, Vince is going to have a stranglehold on this product until he's gone. All right. And he's doing a disservice to Triple H. He's doing a disservice to the fans. And he's doing a disservice to the wrestlers he released. He's doing a disservice to the wrestlers he has on there before they're ready. Mm-hmm. So, that's the way I feel about it. I hear, I hear you. If you don't believe in... And I'm going to tell you right now, if you go on YouTube, you look up Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette drive through, what culture? Yeah. They'll have their own spin on NXT. they have their own spin on ROH. And I got to say, it's very informative. It's very intriguing. And, you know, you'll definitely give it a check out. Because hmm. I, was, I, was I was glued to the YouTube channel watching it. And it basically echoed everything I said. Hmm. You know. And... In fairness, AEW ain't what it used to be, but it's still killing in rate. Yeah. I, I didn't see the pay-per-view, but I heard the pay-per-view was really good. Full it, gear. It was okay. Because remember, yeah. AEW's produced by Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes, and you know who their father was. Yeah, of course. He, they spent a lot they spent a lot of time under his wing listening to him. And, you know, Dusty had his faults, but remember, he's the man that gave us the original war game. Mm-hmm. Just get back to 500, then we can have that Jonathan conversation. Gannon, you get a one-week reprieve, man. Mm-hmm. You bring that soft, vanilla, paper-thin, baby, baby white defense back like you had the week before and everything, man. Yo, I'm going to pack them in my trunk and drive them out of town myself. We shouldn't lose this game to the Saints right. against a no-name quarterback. Trevor Simeon. I'm serious. Okay, he finally got after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Things happened. Oh, look, look. You watch the quarterback. Things happened. Okay? Big play Slay came back. Mm-hmm. You know, Davion Mitchell stripped the ball, big play slay. Davion Taylor. Go flick it. And all it took was going after the quarterback. Uh, now he's a slay fan. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, he's Byron. Ma- yeah, he was uh, Darius Maxwell a few weeks ago. Byron Maxwell. Since we're correcting everyone today. <laughs> all right. All right, Dad. <laughs> all right, guys. Take it easy. Be safe. Peace. 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 Once again, listen to 98.5, WJYN, 98.5, Sport, uh, running back sports show, sports for the close. We want to call during the discussion, or drop that call number. Of course, 215-763-9596. Hello, Carmen. What up, Carm? Hey. Glad you could join us. Oh, snap. Oh, I just realized the braids are gone. The braids are gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was time. Definitely time, but uh, 
you know, out here on the grind. Mm-hmm. Grind time. Uh-huh. You know, night out stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, not really cooperating with me, but you know, we out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know both of y'all crazy. I'm never doing night owl shifts. <laughs> it's not really by choice, believe me. It's not really by choice. If I had a choice, I would never pick it. Yeah, life happens. Right. Exactly. In a nutshell. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Warriors of the night. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like dying over here. <laughs> I'm I'm dead AF. Oh man! I just got out the bed at three forty-five. I listen, yeah, listen, yeah. Listen, listen, some listen, some coffee, you'll be all right. Nah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, all right, Chris. You nah. work on your feet all, all night long. Nah. Yo, know. I lost five pounds the first week. Legit, you lose weight because it's like, I mean, if you're, if you're smart about it, you won't eat. During you know during your shift and then well I do intermittent fasting anyway so I'm not eating oh, those okay. hours anyway yeah I'm about to, I'm about to say like wait you, I I do know about that I, I've worked I have worked sixteen hour shifts particularly at home Millersville homecoming I don't know at, why you did that at Millersville what Millersville homecoming Mark knows about those homecoming yeah like at so Jack's. like a one day thing yeah. yeah oh so a one day thing yeah so like I'm there from eleven to two a.m. not every day but still I, I do over ten thousand steps a night. Man, listen, you're gonna be a lean. Oh, I know. I'm cool. I'm not mad at it. I'm you're gonna be a lean. I'm, yo, <laughs> I'm I'm slim as can be. Every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, yo, hold up. And then like now when hey, I lay down, <laughs> when I lay down, I was laying, I felt my ribs. I'm like, hold up, I ain't felt my ribs in a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. well, that's a positive that came out of that. You know, you, know, it's, you gotta, you always gotta look at the positives. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know. hey, no, don't worry, you'll gain all that back when uh, you get that desk job back. No, I won't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm staying committed. Stay committed. That's it. Oh, so you still gonna be playing ball? No, I'm retired from basketball. I'm good. I don't think I'm gonna do ball no more. I'm tired of just being hurt. <laughs> like, I, it's fun. I, I, I enjoy it. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe when I lose more weight, my body will feel better. But right now, no. The, when I after I'm done playing basketball, I feel like I played football. I need to ro- I need to rest for an entire week. I can't do that. Like, how am I supposed to play basketball for f- four hours and then like live a life after? I can't do that anymore. I'm not a professional. I'm, about to say. I'm not getting checks out here. So as of right now, I am I am currently retired. Maybe when the sun, I mean, when the summer happens. Just remember, WWFD. What? What would Furcon do? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, you going to launch that thing from half court. But I've been doing that before Furcon even existed. You know, I got Furcon by how many years? <laughs> You got Chris. You listen to the Run of Bad Sports Show, Sports for the Coach. What's going on, everybody? Chilling, man. You know, it's a chilly Tuesday out there. 
Yeah, man, you got the you got the four brothers uh, starter pack on right now. I know. Now. This my uh, also my James St. Patrick starter pack. This when he go catch a body, he put on something like this. So uh, you know, whenever I when I throw on this kit, I feel like I'm about to do something illegal. Yeah. And I got the gloves on, no fingerprints. Yeah, man. I'm not doing anything illegal, by the way. <laughs> Everything I do is by the book. I'm about to say, OJ taught you well. Well, see, I mean, <laughs> these gloves fit, so I did it. Hey, hey so, so did his. <laughs> nah, they ain't fit. <laughs> the gloves don't fit, he must have quit. I don't know, man. We always got that infinite shot. <laughs> i tell you one thing, though. Them isotoner gloves are some of the best gloves you could ever have. Yeah. i tell you, man, hands be sweating wearing them things. I got a pair of them at home. I only bring them out when it's cold, cold. These are my mess around gloves. I can still play with my phone with these gloves and whatnot. But the isotoners? Nah, bruh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Those are very special. You got you to bring them out on, you know, date night or something. Something where you throw the pea coat on. Yeah. Got to stay warm. Get into some illegal activities. <laughs> uh, unless you're OJ and you got a white Bronco. Yeah. I mean, but hey, this is a sports show. We're talking about sports figures here. Yeah, man. Playing backs. I'll be just driving the car right now. Be like 7 o'clock and playing backstabbers by the OJs. Hey, listen. Like listen, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what. That's like a triple entendre. That probably went over so many heads. Yeah. So many heads. Yeah, uh, man, that, absolutely, man. You got the Snoop Dogg, uh, me, Mug, also, like, we roll down the window also. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is that Jody? Yeah. That ain't Jody. The people who can't handle the can't handle their business like a man. Mm-hmm. Not my boo pregnant, man. You was a... <laughs> yeah, see, that's messed up. She she was pillow talking with somebody who was in prison. Like, how you how you got time to talk about that on a collect call? She must have really been butthurt because collect calls don't last long. And you choose to talk about that during a collect call while you're man in prison? I'm just saying, like, homie really running around with two baby moms still living in his mom's house. My, my man needs to get his life together. I mean, that sounds like today in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. For real, for real. <laughs> I know a lot of people who are here moving like that. I mean, that's just how it be. You can't, you can't knock nobody. That's just I mean, how it be. I mean, we could be striving for better, bro. You could be. Yeah. But, I mean... At this point, don't don't even get the relationship doctor going. I won't even I won't even get started on that. I'll yeah, save that and, for another uh, time. Yeah, and that and that's our code open. Yep, exactly. <laughs> You're listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture, uh, every Tuesday from five to seven PM Eastern. If you want to call to join the discussion, my truck back home member. Of course, two one five seven six three nine five nine six. Got a lot in store today, Chris. Let the people know what we got. We're talking Philadelphia Eagles. We're talking the recap from the Eagles fourth one of the season a mile high. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking the Eagles Saints preview this Sunday. I will be in attendance, standing room only. Okay, there you go. Be careful, man. Be careful. Wear two masks. And they need a home win. This is this is depressing. Yeah, we haven't had a home. Yeah, the Eagles haven't had a home win all season. This is bad. We're also talking uh, Philadelphia Sixers. They're starting their road trip tonight, mm-hmm. and it starts against Utah. Still no Joel Embiid. Still no Matisse Thybul. Danny uh, Green out tonight with hamstring. Yeah. Uh, ben it, Simmons personal reasons spotted in St. Joe's. You know, working out, whatever. Yeah. Is it is it bad to say like like also mentally like Danny Green's not on this team anymore? No, he's been off this team for me since he have ha, like since he had that conversation talking about Philadelphia fans. Like I feel like you weren't here long enough to talk about how Philadelphia fans are and how they should react. You're coming from fan bases who expected the bare minimum. Like for example, he played in Cleveland. That's where he was drafted to San Antonio. Okay, I mean I don't 
they got I don't know they're not as passionate as us. L.A. I get it. They almost ran him out of town when he missed that wide open sending death threats. Yeah, yeah like and before I, that, Toronto. Yeah, so I mean, you're actually in a basketball town where not even necessarily a basketball town. Like we we are a sports town here in Philadelphia, and we expect something from our players. So it's just not like oh hey, just entertain us. Nah, we want we want to win. So yeah, he's mentally been gone. That's why I've been so upset about Matisse not being able to truly turn that corner and be that consistent three-point shooter that we need because then Danny Green's minutes will dramatically decrease. I mean, he's still great for leadership. He does have three rings, so I'm not going to – you can never take that away from a man, but his leadership is great. But as far as him actually being on the floor, I'm good. He did set an NBA Finals record one year. I think the most threes like in the NBA Finals. Yeah, I think it was like eight. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. With an, oh in the finals game yeah it was eight on against San Antonio Spurs I forget which Heat series it was I'm not sure if it was the first or the second I one. think it was the second one yeah yeah that's when that's when basically the series when Kawhi was born yeah yeah how was your weekend though well weekend was good um I I worked so work was pretty slow so I got an opportunity to. Watch the Eagles Broncos game on my phone. I yeah. saw the Devontae Smith Moss. I went. Oh, that was great. Yeah. That was great. And f- and and I know we're about to get into it, but first thing I want to say is that was a beautifully thrown ball. You can see how last week where Jalen missed Devontae Smith and he was like, Yo, put that thing up, bro. Put that thing up. Yeah. He put it up and he went up there and caught it. He went up there and caught it. Mm-hmm. So we we definitely have a lot in store, especially Eagles, because I feel like a lot of people are we're getting we're getting draw back in. I feel we're in the same situation we're in last year, where we're looking at the schedule, looking at the strength of schedule, and is it possible? Even though we have one additional game this season, is it possible? And here we go again. We're about to do it. We're gonna hurt our we're gonna hurt our feelings. But before that, the Eagles capitalized on a win against the Denver Broncos this past Sunday. They scored thirty to thirteen. Jalen Hurts threw two touchdowns. Devontae Smith catching both of them. The running game has definitely been on the forefront over the past several weeks. Amazing. And the Eagles' defense gets their f- gets a defensive touchdown. Yeah. Thanks to a Davion Taylor fumble and a Darius Slay scoop for the score. Yeah, I agree. Darius Slay, he's been such a playmaker this season. I feel like those the little Twitter beefs that he was having with fans trying to prove that he wasn't the second coming of Byron Maxwell and Namdi Asamoah really – lit a spark under him, and he has been single-handedly on defense, except for a couple of drives. I mean, you can't be perfect all game, except for a couple of drives. Other than that, he has been single-handedly been the voice of this defense, getting major takeaways, getting major stops. Uh, Big shouts out to Darius Slay. I I enjoy him. I don't like what you said. I don't know if it was last week or the week before where you are saying, hey, maybe trade him for picks. Nah, we need some type of veteran leadership around here. Some something that no, can stabilize this. No, I said don't be. Team. I said don't be surprised if that's eventually what Howie Roseman does. Oh yeah, for sure. I thought you were on board with that. No. Yeah, no, nah, I like Darius. Like, he's great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. What are um anything from the defense that 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 made your uh, eyebrows raise? Well, they allowed thirteen points. That's 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 number one. Yeah, especially the way Denver put a shellacking on Dallas the week before. So a lot of people going into this game didn't really have a lot of hope that we would beat Denver. So just for us to pretty much hit Denver with the same formula that they hit Dallas with by being so run-centric and being able to take over the game and managing time of possession due to having the run, I thought it was a pretty great game. And Jalen Hurst probably 
played his best first half of football that I've seen this season. Mm-hmm. Quez Watkins makes that catch in the end zone. We talking different ball game, different stats. It's almost a different conversation if Jay, if uh, Quez Watkins makes that because it's like, uh oh, is Jalen really the guy now? Is he is he the guy now? Mm-hmm. So I thought it was, I thought it was a good win. Just continue to love to see that. They're listening to us, finally, about uh, running the ball. Like, we don't know what we're talking about. We know our team. Like, I, 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 okay, I get it. Nick Sirianni is a professional. He's been coaching for years. But we know this roster. We know what works best for this roster. So, of course, Sirianni is going to come in with his game plan and how to improve it and make things look much better. And in this situation, you know, he's listening. The only question is, will he continue to listen when Miles Sanders gets back? Yeah. And – uh Fun facts, um, Jordan Howard has been averaging 5.1 yards per carry through the season. Boston Scott, the same thing, 5.1. Miles Sanders, when he was available, 4.8. And Jalen Hurts has been averaging 5.6. So they found a formula. It's running the football. Yeah. And they've had three straight weeks of at least three guys averaging 40 yards or more, which is the first time it's happened in 71 years um, throughout this franchise. But, listen, running the football works. And, like, high-volume passes to – Players like Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith, that's pretty much your offense. That yeah. should be your offense. And you clearly have been seeing over the past, at least when they're running the football, um, especially this week, like how much has been able to help the defense. For sure. Yeah, because the defense is not out that long when you're able to get, you know, stops and consistent uh, three and outs and when you're able to run the football and get six, seven-minute drives, it benefits your defense because, one, they're not out as long as – what you need them to be. And number two, it, just running the football works. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah, it's, But it, it, it who, calculates to wins. I, I don't I don't care how boring it is, it works. I'm good. Yeah. I don't wanna I don't wanna continue to force that that square peg into a round hole like we've been doing since we've started this new regime with analytics and everything. So I'm I'm happy with the run. I'm I, I'm happy to see more Jordan Howard. I'm happy to see more Boston Scott sprinkling a little Kenneth Gainwell. I'm just curious to see what it looks like when we get Miles Sanders back. Are we going to continue the run? Is Miles Sanders going to run straight or is he going to try to go east and west? You know, if the hole is there, take the hole instead of trying to do a little mm-hmm. Jukey Duke, Reggie Bush, Barry White impersonation. You mean Barry Sanders? Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You know what I meant. Um, but yeah, Barry Sanders impersonation, you know, trying to just do make something out of nothing when there's something there. So yeah, I'm just interested to see what he does when he comes back. Is he going to be available this week? Um, he is eligible to come off injury reserve this week. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he's playing this week is still up in the air. Yeah, because once you're on IR, you have to be on IR for three uh, three weeks, and then you have a three week window for you to come back. Right. One of the things I I did like that I saw, which it was such a simple play, but it was ran to execution properly, was a couple of dink and dunk screens to Boston Scott. I remember just yelling at the TV, like, finally, like, this is how you use this guy. This is how Boston Scott should be used. Give, g- let him get out in the open field. Give him a couple blockers. Let him be explosive. We can just act like he's playing the Giants every week. That's just the, you know, the, the New York with the, with the blue with the blue helmet and everything. We can just act like he's playing them every week because I think he's been great since they've been adding the run. I, of course, I mean, I'm not going to complain too much. Beggars can't be choosers. I still want to see a little bit more runs from under center 
because that play action is just going to open up much more. So I hope that – did Dallas Goddard get a concussion? Because he got blown up. I think so, yeah. Yeah, he, he got blown up pretty bad that on that shot. And I'm actually shocked that they didn't call yeah. a penalty. And now it's that time of the week. Already? Already. Oh, he must got a lot on his chest. Yeah. 98.5 WJYM, right about sports show. Get my music, boy. You know what time it is. Uh, yeah, we all we all know what time it is. <laughs> you should see Mark right now. What's up, crew? How you doing? What up? What up? What up? You you called early. You must got a lot to get off your chest. Ah, where to begin? Where to begin? Uh oh. I thought this would be a good week. Well, it is a good week, but first things first. Uh, Tom Brady needs a pacifier. Okay. He's all smiles. He wants to talk to the press when he wins or anything. When he loses or anything, what does he say? Oh, uh, hurry it up, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a sore loser. That and that big crater in his that big crater in his chin, he calls it dimple. <laughs> wow. Get that boy. Get that boy a lunchable in a juice box. And a Capri Sun. Oh, now I thought Tom, I thought Tom was your boy. How can you have defended him? What you mean? Uh, he is. He's start he he start talking about Benjamina. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, the Sixers are doing things to hurt my mental, to hurt my mental capacity. You ain't had one to begin with, okay? He got the con- he has the constitution of a Capri of an empty Capri Sun container. Mm. Wow. Okay. He's okay. He's about useless as a broken light bulb right about now. Sheesh. Oof. Okay, that's the way I that's what I feel about rich uh, rich. <laughs> Like I said before, he and Rich Paul are the last stock of the NBA. Seriously. At this okay, point. If I do get Rich Paul, he stepped up his game, you know, he's being a Dell now and everything. But right now, that's not the only thing he got going for him. I'm not even fooling with Adele right now, just off the strength. <clears throat> no, for real. I never. I always thought her music was overrated anyway, so this gives me more. I'm not talking about her music, some of the way she looks. Oh. Oh. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her yeah, head is rather large now. now. I'm not touching this. <laughs> so, but, to, but to the Eagles, you know, that was an impressive win. Okay? That was an impressive win. They finally let Boston Scott and Jordan Howard dictate the game with the run game. Okay? They left Jordan Malata alone at left tackle. Okay? Because, let's face it, that offensive line was manhandling the Broncos' D-line. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a straight-up mauling. Okay? And the Broncos were riding high. They beat the Cowgirls the week before, you know. And, you know, I still appreciate that. But the bottom line is, the Eagles handled their business the right way. Okay, I'm proud of them. You know, it's a good game. I only hope, I only hope, pray, keep my fingers crossed, to keep the momentum going, and they don't get don't get set off this win and think that like they're going to, like, you know, like the world beaters now. Because they're far from it. So okay, let- they're still in the playoff race. Okay, fine. You know, they finally tailored the offense to deal with hurt the strength. Mm-hmm. And having a shotgun, they have it under the center. Okay. They focus more on the running back. They only threw the ball, what, three times in the second half, and one of them was for an interception. Yeah. One was the incomplete pass. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. You know, and that was a dumb throw. Drive away, Jim. Don't let it happen again. Yeah, it, that was uh, – he kind of went back to how he was the weeks before because you saw in the first half how – where he was stepping up in the pocket, you know, moving a little over to his left, making solid plays before, that's a run. So I feel like he got a little bit uncomfortable, which is fine. I mean, there's still growing pains. And, you know, he threw that ball he shouldn't have thrown. But I think he played probably his best first half of football. He had a nice touch 
on the ball. He was able to get it into <clears throat> spots where his guys were able to get it. And also just being able to just command that offense, staying poised. And I, I think he I think he's going to be special. We'll see. I think he's going to be special. If we get the right coach to continue to just play to his strengths, I don't see how we can't continue to just win games. Let's give it up for my boy, my fellow Scorpio twin, Devontae Smith. Took out two touchdowns on his birthday, Scorpio's rule. Oh, yeah, he was hooping. He played great. Scorpio's rule. And, Quint, and I, I, I'll say this, I still love Quez Watkins, but he should have had that touchdown pass. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. Uh, he hurt me with that one. should have had that. He hurt me. That you one, know. I thought that was money in the bank. How many times have he caught a couple of those deep balls with no problem? That one, that yeah, one was well, money in the bank. Everybody has a bad day, but I hope that do, I hope that doesn't make them not want to go to him because I still think he's another different weapon we can use at our disposal. That's true. Aguilar had a, no, I still do this. Rager had a nice catch. <laughs> They're literally the same person to me. I'm sorry, guys. No, um, Aguilar's yeah, better. But uh, he needs to stay on special teams where he's at. Okay. You know, field and punt. You know, field and punt, field and kickoff. Oh, great! We got ourselves a Percy Harvin. Him and him and JDR take a white side. All right. I'm still those two. I'm still. Uh, I, I, man. <laughs> if if Goddard can't go, they need to move Whiteside to tight end or something. No, just they need to, to move Whiteside off the team. <laughs> speaking of Goddard, I just love the way Nick Sirianni just completely like praised the referees, completely praised what was the guy's name, uh, uh, Simmons or whatever, Simmons Simons. Oh, he's a great player. He's a proud player. He's a he's a he's an excellent player. Anything. You didn't take you didn't take him for your boy that got knocked out the game by this joker. What's up with that? Nope. Nope. That 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 was wrong because Goddard got blown up. I can't believe that wasn't a penalty called. I, I knew it right away. As soon as he got hit and I'm sorry, he got hit and his body got stiff, I knew right away that yeah, that's a that's a concussion and he went right into yeah. the tent and didn't you know, return. We, we we know we know know most of the zebras are blind anyway. They you know, need a tin you need a, a stick, a C and I dog, and a couple of pencils on the corner. Mm. Okay. But that was blind, okay. And for Sirianni still did it. Well, the refs got a hard job. Uh, uh, Simmons, he's a good player. He's a decent player. He's an excellent player and everything. I mean, for a minute, I thought he was going to get down one knee and propose to the guy. For real. <laughs> okay. That whole exchange, he praised the referees. He praised Simmons. The guy that knocked out his top tight end, one of his top offensive weapons and everything, that whole thing made me sick like strawberry quick. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I heard that. I, somebody get me a bucket, okay? If somebody get a somebody get a couple, somebody get a sock full of Valencia oranges and everything, and slap Nick Sirianni upside the face a couple of times, saying that stuff. <laughs> how do you how do you like his game plan the last three weeks? Game plan, okay. His game plan has gotten progressively better, but the bottom line is, um, what he did. As far as like you know, not having got his back and praising the rest, praising God and not got out and everything, so that made him no friends in the locker room. Yeah, you got to ride for your guys. Mike Tomlin wouldn't have did that. Mike Tomlin would have rode for his guys. I mean, even Sean Payton. Sean Payton got robbed on the call. But what did he do? They said, "Well, what did you think about the call?" Like you know, and he took it for. I mean, he 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 worded it so he defended his player, but he couldn't get fined in the same in the same way. Okay, I understand Nick Sirianni is a rookie coach. You don't want to get fined and everything, but come on now. There's something more important than getting fined. That's cool. You respect your players, you lose your football team, you're going to be out of a job working the classifieds, teaching high school or coaching high school ball again. 
Sorry, even if he got fined, how he got him? My point precisely. Okay, speaking of Howie, Howie better knock the draft out of the park. You better look at all the defensive players on Georgia out there killing it. You better draft at least one of those guys. Now, now, now. You know he's going to get a fullback from Alvernia. Don't do that. You know what? <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, <laughs> my boys <laughs> in the red season touched on this. Howie better not watch these football games after 8 o'clock on ESPN. You know, the Pac-10, the Big Sky Conference, you know, he wants to draft a cornerback from Air Force. No, 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 Okay. You watch the Big Ten. You watch the Big 12. Okay. We're talking about the major schools like LSU, Georgia, Bama. You know, he finally realized about Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts, the players from Bama can actually play. Landon Dickerson also. Oklahoma. Okay. Michigan, for that matter. Now, why would he take players from uh – I don't know, an NFL factory school. That That's just so – that just doesn't make sense. We're going to get somebody from North Dakota. Yeah. Now we got to be the smartest kid in the room. Okay. You like Spencer Reed from Criminal Minds. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, this, that, this, 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 this. And Morgan just comes and just like, hey, kid, 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 kid. You take the gun and you use it. What you got on the sister uh, – uh, the Sixers? <laughs> you know – a lot of guys in my Sixers groups have been saying, oh, the Sixers are on a downward spiral, you know, without Ben Simmons. Okay, the Sixers are on a downward spiral because Joel Embiid's out. Right. Tobias Harris is out. Right. Matisse Thibault was out. Steph Curry was out. Right. Ben Simmons had absolutely nothing to do with it. Because when all the players, when, when everybody was on the team besides Ben Simmons was playing, we were doing just fine. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Once, they get, once they get the full team back to the full complement, Okay, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah. I'm not worried. It's the start of the season. Yeah. You can't be worried. And it's not and it's not as like Joel and B got like a serious injury. It's it's literally just health and safety protocols. And that's something he really can't control. Not our he does not want to be here. Yeah. I'm okay, he's made that clear. He does not want to be here. He is never going to play for the Sixers again. Okay. He's going to creep on claiming, Oh, I got middle issues. And you know, try to get paid. All right. I don't care if they trade. I don't care if they trade him to Shanghai Shark, you know, for you know, for a boxer like you know, uh, beef rice and some ramen noodles. That's how sick of his son as I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, truly am. I mean, to me, he's an afterthought. I mean, he's just—he's not here. It just yeah. Well, hey guys, before you let me go, I, I gotta ask you guys. So, uh, two things: what do you think about the uh, Vince taking over NXT from Triple H? And what do you think about Ring of Honor shutting down? You can go first, Chris. Well, Ring of Honor, like, that hurts because Ring of Honor, uh, that, that literally hits here in Philly. Yeah. And the fact that how long it's been here and the fact that I've never been to a show and now realizing that it's shut down, it kind of really just makes me upset that I never got around to seeing yeah, the Ring show. Ring of Honor started right up there on Snyder Avenue. Yeah. yeah. I remember because we used to play for West Philly Tar Heels. We had a game up there. And you actually saw them walking into the community center at the football field hmm. for a Ring of Honor show. Huh. When they first started up. Hmm. Yeah. But but now, like, even still then, it's like a bunch of people losing their jobs. So, like, you still have MLW, NWA, AEW, um, Impact. So, hopefully, um, there's still plenty of wrestling promotions. So, hopefully, a lot of those people, um, you know, be able to find jobs and whatnot. Yeah, I saw that uh, New Japan has, like, a tour that's coming in 2022. Yeah. So, that could be an option for a lot of guys. Yeah, they're opening up an American branch here. Yeah, so. so I think that could be a cool option. But 
I don't know. I haven't watched NXT since they rebranded it. I kind of like the feeling of the WWE having its own little indie scene, but now the new rebrand of NXT is just kind of like baby WWE. You can tell by the, the ring setups, the lighting, everything. It just feels like baby WWE in a gym. So I don't. It's not. It's not different to me. But I, I truly haven't watched. I know they're doing some good things with Mandy Rose down there with uh, Toxic Attraction. I know uh, Braun Breaker is looking pretty good down there as well. But I mean, I, there isn't anything that makes me really watch NXT like that. I've. I've I'm not gonna lie. I've been more onto AEW because I absolutely enjoy what's happening inside the ring. Can they work on their storylines and their promos a bit? Yeah, they can, but I love that action inside the ring. I mean, before you know it, you're going to get the Undisputed Era versus the Elites. Like, I feel like that's coming, and I do not want to miss that at all. Well, I'll put it to you like this. Um, NXT, and, I'll get, and I've been, and without question, Chris Dozen, I've been one of Triple H's biggest, like, you know, detractors, you know, from the quick, the curtain call, you know, the Attitude Era. You know, the Russian era, mm-hmm. you know, the way he monopol- you know, way he monopolized like all the time to bury people. But the way he conducted right. the next two, and it was through the help of Guy Rest Soul, Dusty Rose, you know, it gave it was another it was another option. And many times the NXT was the better show than SmackDown and Raw. Oh, for sure. Okay, without without question. Okay, it was gritty, it was unorthodox, okay, and the fact that they were bringing in international stars and actually acknowledging their accomplishments in other companies. That made it must. That made it must watch TV for me also. Okay, it was certain long just fine. AEW came along and AEW was a major place. Okay, the fact that Vince took power away from Triple H, someone saying, "Well, you're losing against AEW." Well, guess what? AEW is a better product. And I got news for you: NXT is still a better product than SmackDown and Raw, mm. with a few exceptions. I was okay. I was actually going to say that. I didn't, I didn't even know that. Were coherent, they were easy to follow. It was easy to fo- it was easy to follow the competitors. Okay, the women's division was on fire. All right, NXT and NXT UK, both of both brands, they were definitely on SmackDown on a regular basis. But the bottom line is, and you know, you're just saying it. Vince is a is a senile old man that, for whatever reason, his ego was still in full like in full hyperdrive mode, and he has a two yes men, you know. Dow Laurinaitis, mm-hmm. Bruce Pritchard, and Kevin Kelly. Um, I hang on his every word. Okay, and the fact that NXT was killing Raw and SmackDown, you know, in the ratings, you know, that's fucking type of way about that because even though it was his comp- part of his company, it was still Triple H's um product. So he took power from Triple H, saying, "Well, if he can do good, I can do better." Okay, he got rid of a lot of the veterans. He promoted a lot of the veterans to the to the main roster, and what did he do? He released them. Yeah. Okay. Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Fab, you know, among Carrie others. and Cross. And what they have right now, with a few exceptions, is a bunch of young wrestlers on that on that show mm-hmm. that do not need to be on the show. They need they need more training. They need more seasoning. Yeah. Okay. And because of that, because Vince rushed them out. Okay. Fans not getting behind them. It's a lot of sloppy work. Mm-hmm. Okay, the promos are not nearly as good as they used to be. Okay, and you know, with the exception of somebody like Brian Breaker and Mandy Rose, the toxic attraction, which I hope Vince doesn't mess up. He will. Remember, Vince also has a habit of breaking up a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. 
because every team, just about every team he promoted from NXT up to the main roster, broke he them broke them up. Or they got sick of being like, you know, sec- like a took place secondary status, and they left the company. Yep. Okay, so the bottom line is, the sooner event, the sooner Triple H gets power back to NXT, the better I don't see it happening. And the sad thing is, I don't see that happening until, like, you know, the later part of his life when he's not able to, you know, wield any power in the company anymore. But, you know, Vince is going to have a stranglehold on this product until he's gone. All right? And he's doing a disservice to Triple H. He's doing a disservice to the fans. And he's doing a disservice to the wrestlers he released. He's doing a disservice to the wrestlers he has on there before they're ready. Mm-hmm. So, that's the way I feel about it. I hear, I hear you. If you don't, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you go on YouTube, you look up Jim Cornette, you're going to drive through what culture? Yeah. They'll have their own spin on NXT. They have their own spin on ROH. And I got to say, it's very informative. It's very intriguing. And, you know, you'll definitely give it a check out. Because hmm. I, was, I, was I was glued to the YouTube channel watching it. And it basically echoed everything I said. Hmm. You know. And in fairness, AEW ain't what it used to be, but it's still killing in rate. Yeah. I didn't see the pay-per-view, but I heard the pay-per-view was really good. Full gear. It was okay. Because remember, yeah. AEW produced by Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes, and you know who their father was. Yeah, of course. He, they spent a lot. They spent a lot of time under his wing, listening to him. And you know, Dusty had his faults, but remember, he's the man that gave us the original War Games. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. And as far as the birds go, if they have the Saints, the same way they have the Broncos and that thing. We can talk about playoffs, but until then, I still have guarded optimism. Yeah. Just get back to 500, then we can have that Y'all conversation. Gannon, you get a one-week reprieve, man. Mm-hmm. You bring that soft, vanilla, paper-thin, baby, baby-white defense back like you had the week before and everything, man. Yo, I'm going to pack them in my trunk and, and drive them out of town myself. We shouldn't lose this game to the Saints right. against a no-man, no-name quarterback. Trevor I'm serious. <laughs> okay, he finally got after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Things happened. Oh, look, look, you watch the quarterback. Things happen. Okay? Big play Slay came back. Mm-hmm. You know, Davion Mitchell stripped the ball. Big play Slay scooped up. Taylor. Go flag it. And all it took was going after the quarterback. Uh, now he's a Slay fan. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, he's Byron. Ma- yeah, he was uh, Darius Maxwell a few weeks ago. Byron Maxwell. Since we're correcting everyone today. <laughs> all right. All right, Dad. <laughs> all right, guys. Take it easy. Be safe. Peace. 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 Once again, you listen to 98.5 WJYN, 98.5 Sport, uh, Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Close. We want to call during the discussion. Mark, drop that call number. Of course, 215-763-9596. Hello, Carmen. What up, Carm? Hey. <laughs> Glad you could join us. Oh, snap. Oh, I just realized the braids are gone. The braids are gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's time. It's definitely time. But, uh, you know, out here on the grind. Mm-hmm. Grind time. Uh-huh. You know, night owl stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, not really cooperating with me. But, you know, we out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know both of y'all crazy. I'm never doing night owl shows. <laughs> It's not really by choice, believe me. It's not really by choice. If I had a choice, I would never pick it. Yeah, life happens. Right. In a nutshell. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Warriors of the night. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like dying over here. I'm I'm dead AF. Oh man. I just got out the bed at three forty five. I listen. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Listen, some co- listen, some coffee, you'll be all right. Nah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, all right, Chris. You nah. work on your feet all, all night long. Nah. See how you Yo, feel. I lost five pounds the first week. Legit. You lose weight because it's like, I mean, if you're, if you're smart about it, you won't eat during, you know, during your shift and then. Well, I do intermittent fasting anyway, so I'm not eating oh, those okay. hours anyway. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to say, like, wait, you, I, I do know about that. I've worked, I have worked 16 hour shifts, particularly at home, Millersville Homecoming. I don't know at, why you did that. At Millers, Millersville what? Millersville Homecoming. Mark knows about those. Homecoming? Yeah. Like, so like Jack's. a one day thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so a one day thing. Yeah, so like. I'm there from 11 to 2 a.m. Not every day. But still. I do over 10,000 steps a night. Hey man, listen, you're going to be a lean. Oh, I know. I'm cool. I'm not mad at it. You're going to be a lean. I'm, yo, I'm, I'm slim as can be. Every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, yo, hold up. And then, like, now when, hey, I, lay down, when I lay down, I was laying, I felt my ribs. I'm like, hold up. I ain't felt my ribs in a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. well, that's a positive that came out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you gotta, you always gotta look at the positives. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, no, don't worry, you'll gain all that back when uh, you get that desk job back. No, I won't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm staying committed. Stay committed. That's it. Oh, so Stay you're still gonna be playing ball? No, I'm retired from basketball. I'm good. I don't think I'm gonna do ball no more. I'm tired of just being hurt. <laughs> like, I, it's fun. I, I, I enjoy it. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe when I lose more weight, my body will feel better. But right now, no. The, when I after I'm done playing basketball, I feel like I played football. I need to ro- I need to rest for an entire week. I can't do that. Like, how am I supposed to play basketball for f- four hours and then like live a life after? I can't do that anymore. I'm not a professional. I'm, about to say. I'm not getting checks out here. So as of right now, I am I am currently retired. Maybe when the sun, I mean, when the summer happens. Just remember, WWFD. What? What would Furcon do? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, you going to launch that thing from half court. But I've been doing that before Furcon even existed. You know, I got Furcon by how many years? <laughs> or anybody was getting touched. Mm-hmm. And they said, that's how you win. And they, they showed you how to do it. And now it's whether or not you can do it. Baltimore looks real good at times, but if you make Lamar throw... They don't look very good. So, do you have the matchup to play contain and make Lamar throw it from the pocket? And then if they do, like, man, that game on Thursday, all you had to do was throw one slant route, and you would have scored against that stupid Miami tricked-up defense that they were running. They didn't have anybody back deep. One slant route, not to touchdown. Every play. Yeah, they ran. They ran. They ran the same scheme every single play, and Greg Roman still didn't figure it out. I'm just. Insane, insane. Yeah. So it's about the matchups. The matchups are what's important. If you can, if you can absolutely, you know, with you guys, the RPO, run the ball against Dallas, you can win. And who knows, you yeah. might even win this division. Yeah. Uh, Je- keep yourself out of a mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, uh, real quick before you go. Uh, yeah. So you've been seeing the uh, recent Senior Bowl um, list. It's starting all to come together. You know, several big names is coming. Number one. Uh, what's the name that you're looking forward to? And number two, um, am I going to see you also down there at the Senior Bowl this uh, February? Oh, yeah. yeah. I love the trip to Mobile. I love the food. Uh, I love the experience. I love 
that it's so accessible. And it's one of the things that, like, I'll tell people, like, look, you go to the draft, like, the draft's got all the commercial buzz and all that stuff, but, you're like, you're not there with the people, right? Yeah. You go to the Senior Bowl, you're in a, basically a high school stadium with all of the guys you want to see. Like, I literally sat in the stands, and Howie Roseman walked right by me, right? Like, I'm sitting in high school bleachers, and he's just walking right by me to go, you know, to uh, – you know, just talk to some other coaches. And, and, like, it's that accessible. Like, you're on the field next to John Elway and Mike Tomlin. Yeah. It's that cool. And so I always highly recommend for, for either young draft nerds that are coming up through the ranks, if you can get yourself a credential and get there, man, do it. Because it's so much fun. You can get in a press conference. You can do all of the things that you've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And they're so cool about it. So, yes, I love it. Um, I am excited to see uh, – Pickett, who I think should be there. I haven't seen if he's on the list yet, but yeah. he should be there. Um, you know, they're going to have – and that's what's always great, too, is because, like, I love to go watch the practices. Yeah. The best thing you see about it, I think, from my perspective, is good teams versus bad teams, good coaching versus bad coaching. I went down there one year, and it was the Browns. Uh, and I think it was Hugh Jackson was the coach at the time. Oof. And the Bears with Jim Fox were the two teams coaching and you know, the bears are running their practice and doing their thing. And the Browns come out there and they're like, they got these big hoops on the ground and they're having these guys run in circles and like all this crazy stuff. And, and I'm sitting next to coaches in the stand and they're looking around going, man, I guess we need more props at practice. What is, what am I looking at? Like you see why the Browns suck because their coaching sucks. Right. So you see it. Then you'll see in practice when guys run drills, like, you know, a guy will half-ass it in the drill, and they're just completely baller. But you make that mental note. You go, huh, does he practice that hard, or does he just think he's that good? Mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard's one of the guys that did that a lot. Yeah. Right? You know, in practice, he was like, meh, whatever, half speed. And then in the game, he turned into Sterling Shepard, which is great, except that because he doesn't put in the work, he's had a ton of injuries on down the line, right? Yeah. So you put, a, you put a mental note there. It's fun. Yes, absolutely, Chris. I will see you down there, and it will be a blast. Awesome. I'm looking for my Ben Mason in 2022. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And get some fried fish, get some gumbo, man. Good stuff down in Mobile. It's a good place to be. Awesome. Um, Jeff, can you tell the people where they can find you at? Absolutely. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Sports Narrative. You can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Narrative. We've got another boxing show coming out, and uh, – this weekend, we had the great Al Bernstein on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, did a really nice interview with him. Uh, we've got a couple more boxing shows, and we've got a uh, Cowboys pregame show we'll be doing this weekend as well because I live in Dallas, unfortunately, and so I have to cover the Cowboys. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we do it all there. The Sports Narrative, at Sports Narrative on Twitter. Gotcha. All right, Jeff, as always, it's been a pleasure. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Jeff. Take it easy, hey, Jeff. Man, y'all be well. All right. Once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJM, one of the sports show, sports for the coach. You want to call to join the discussion? Drop that call number, Mark. 215-763-9596. Yeah. Uh, I, but, yeah, as Jeff, it's always been a pleasure. And honestly, Jeff's I can't, that guy. Yeah, man. I can't wait. I'm going once again to the Senior Bowl this year. I cannot wait. So I can just play, okay, I want this guy as an eagle. I want this guy. Like, how we stay away from this guy. For sure. Hopefully he reads your notes. But Send it to him like a Santa Claus letter. Yeah. Dear, Dear Howie, <laughs> <laughs> please. for this year, 
I would like you to drive that, 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 that. Sure. Please do not he touch. He has tremendous upside. Blah, sure. blah, 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 blah. Thank sure. you. Sure, for all we know, I probably might see Howie down there. <laughs> Yo, Howie, what up? You're an idiot. Nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, oh, now Chris ain't doing that. When you said at the Sixers game, I mean, at the, the football game, you wouldn't give back the ball to Tom Brady's people. Be quiet. I wouldn't. <laughs> all right. Oh man. Anyway. Anyway, so you know, we are on the run of X Sports show. We're freezing in this in the studio yeah, for man. all you out there in T V land, man, radio land. Oh I just wanted to say this for, for all the run of X family. Christopher Thomas is in here with a green Easter color polo shirt on, right? Sleeves, short sleeves, no hoodie, no sweater. Okay? And me and Mark Thompson have on hoodies. Jackets. Mark has on a hat and gloves, and Chris has no sleeves, and an Easter color shirt. What's your point? So I just want to say out there that me and Mark are like normal humans, normal red-blooded human beings, and uh, you know, we're freezing, well, and Chris is over here acting like it's the middle of summer. I mean, or maybe y'all just anemic, and I'm just built different. Have you ever thought about that? Uh, are you saying because you're a winter baby? Is that what it is? I and eat me plenty and Mark, of protein, bro. Me I'm, and Mark I'm, are I'm summer babies. Me huh? and Mark are both August babies. So I you know eat. what? Me and Mark don't bang with the cold. Okay, fine. Then. I'm just built different. I eat plenty of protein. I'm not anemic. Okay, cool. You're not anemic. I'm probably I'm anemic, though. But okay. Every girl is anemic. Yeah, I don't drink water and y'all don't eat protein. I love water, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't maybe eat as much protein Okay, cool. <laughs> I've not met not one girl who's not anemic. Okay, cool. All right. Well, Carm's anemic. Mark, Mark's Mark, just Mark's cold. Just, Mark's just cold, and I'm just built different. <laughs> I'm cold. I'm dying out here. Okay. Me and Mark are August babies, so, you know, we don't bang with y'all cold weather. Like, the cool. fact that... When I get in my car, I got to scrape frost off my car. I'm good, yo. It's, it's not even November 20th right, yet. Like, what is, yo. I hate what is going car. on? I, I got to warm up my car already. Why? I don't no be have. First off, I be, no I be so risky with my gas. I don't be having enough gas in my car for my car to sit and warm up. I got to get going. That's, that sounds like a Mark Thompson problem. You got to put gas in that tank. I know. You got to put gas in the tank. I know. But I mean, listen. I'm about to say, don't blame, don't blame winter on that, man. Nah, <laughs> nah I blame people, winter on that. It ain't got to be that cool. All the people who were saying, I can't wait for this winter. I can't Weird. wait for hoodie. Here yeah. we are. Sweater, coats, hoodies, scarves. You love it? You feeling good? You doing outings in the cold? You going to the patch? Yeah. Pumpkin yeah. patches? Yeah, definitely. Oh, great. Well, you know what? I take the summer all day and any day, every day. I'll take outside dining, please, next to that little heat thingy. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. you, you having fun oh, yeah. now? Well, this is your outside dining. Got eggnog and apple cider. That's what I thought. Oh, oh please. You I having fun now? Sit in this little globe next to the fire. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to outside dine, but make sure there's sure. five heaters. So, basically, you don't like the cold. You just like the to be ambience. warm. Yeah, the ambiance. So, it's like, here's the thing. Don't say you like the cold. When, if you like the cold, sit outside in the cold and eat. Oh, don't yeah. need a heater. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Oh, we got we got Christmas movies. Oh, yeah. What summer movies you got? I know what you did last summer. A whole bunch of um, summer cats. We got Space Jam, my guy. Space Jam. Johnny Tsunami. Oh, never mind. I actually like Johnny Tsunami. Right. Blue Crush. What do you mean? We got mad summer we movies. We got so many. What are you oh, yeah, talking well, about? Oh, yeah. Well, we got The Grinch. That's fine. I here's the, I like I don't mind Christmas. My best friend is like a nut about Christmas. So she's kind of got me in the spirit. So mm-hmm. I like Christmas. I don't mind it, but it's just like. And we got Die Hard. I. I don't care. I would rather take and we got summer. Rocky f- and we got Rocky Four. I would take summer, spring, any day of the week. Any day. I would trade any day in the fall and the winter. Okay. Cool. I will admit, I do love Christmas, though. I didn't realize how much 
that everything that I really like, I'm surrounded by now. It's like, uh, I bake cookies this time of the year. You know, I get my my holiday drink from Starbucks, my peppermint mocha latte with a couple of extra pumps of peppermint. I get my Reindeer's Revenge beer that is nine points. 0% alcohol, which is a great time. I get my Mad Elf. You know, I get I everything I like comes this time of the year. I am happy about that. I am I just pleased at say. Starbucks. I am pleased at the beer distributor. Oh, don't forget, I get the Coquito. I get the eggnog. I get all that. Yeah, I'm Mark, sad. I just want to say, I noticed this about Mark. Mark is a mint person. Love mint. Mark was eating a mint <laughs> Kit Kat the other day. He was eating a duo Kit Kat. Oh, so that's why you felt some type of way when I slandered your peppermint patties. Yeah, dog. What's wrong with Mark you? Mark likes mint. That's the so thing good. for him. Like I, when I seen him eating that duo Kit Kat, I'm like, oh, Mark likes mint. Yeah, I was like, wow, solid. How do you you don't like mint chocolate chip? I don't. Ice cream? I don't. Mint, I, no, mint. not really. My best friend. Does. What mint? You mean mint? Uh, Stop. I don't mind like you know the little things Olive Garden used to give you the Andes candy the chocolates like yeah. you know when you left it was like half oh, yeah, I remember those, those, those mints I like those like in like the small portion but like I don't think I could eat like with that Kit Kat you're eating I don't think I could eat a whole that thing was like incredible it's so you incredible. really looked like you were really enjoying it. It was so amazing. I yeah. haven't gotten a regular Kit Kat since those came out. Yeah, I was just like, oh, Mark is like that. Y'all don't guy. eat junior mints? No. No. Oh my god. I don't eat mints, bro. You're tripping. Every everything tripping, is great. Bro. Everything's great. First off, you got to get yourself a peppermint mocha latte from Starbucks. I promise you, it'll change your life. You know what to get Mark for Christmas? Gift card to Starbucks. Please, Starbucks be running my pockets. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just find a specific gift card just so you can just buy mint products. No, it ain't that deep. Let's give them a mint basket. (laughs) A mint care basket. Everything mint. It gotta be mint toothpaste. Mint, mint candy. I seen these little candies. It was white chocolate and it had peppermints crushed inside it. It was freaking great. They got that on Hershey's. They got like a Hershey's. Like I know, they're um, so good. Okay, y'all sleeping? I promise you. Chris has the Christmas. Y'all don't like thin out. mint Girl Scout cookies? No. This is my mint okay, time all to right, fire. thrive. All right, that's all right. Cool, bro. I, I enjoyed it. I was gonna mints. say if you like thin mints, you can eat everything I just mentioned. They all taste like thin mints. Like literally, the coffee I drink is I like thin, thin mint in a cup. Literally. But it's just like, mint is like that funny line. It's like toothpaste versus food. It's know? not. No. No. Don't forget. Mint is just a toothpaste flavor. Yeah, that's true. But I There's guess it's just. other toothpaste It's so flavors. synonymous with toothpaste. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when you think about toothpaste, the first thing you probably think about is mint. Yeah. But think about all the gum flavors you got. Mint, not the only gum flavor. That's true. But at the same time, like I don't like. I'm about to say thin mints mint, are okay. Give me some more. Mint ain't nothing but a leaf. It's I a leaf. No, it is. I just don't really like. Uh, like I don't get mint mojitos. I don't like cinnamon <laughs> that much. Like I don't mind cinnamon, well, but I would like never. I don't. I, don't, I, don't I, I like cinnamon, but I'm not like big red. My mom eats big red. I don't not right. like big red. All right, all right, all big right. red is cool. Right. I mean, I don't buy it. Take if somebody it. has it, like, take it back. Yeah. Uh, like, like I would never eat like snickerdoodle cookies. I don't like. <gasps> what? Those what? are my all-time favorite cookies. I, I'm, you, I'm a chocolate what? girl. I like chocolate chip. I like sugar. Snickerdoodle. First off, nah. first off, them Jones. First, you're not getting them from the right place. I promise you, I can get you some good snickerdoodles. That's gonna change your mind. I promise you. Okay, oh. I'm open to trying. I love For cookies. Wait, hold on. You don't like snickerdoodles? No. Listen, snickerdoodles is everything. Is he about to play a song or something? You need to leave. 
Shut up, Chris. <laughs> nah, Snickers was a great. What I what I used to do, like so hypothetically, like say I was baking sugar cookies, and I was like, oh. so you're a baker now, Mark. Mark is a baker. I, I, He's a I, cook. I've been a baker. I didn't know that. Okay, so what's up? You bringing some holiday cookies to the running back fam? I want chocolate chip. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, okay. I don't know. We'll okay, see. I'll pay you. Yeah. A little fee, uh, uh, ten now, bucks. Oh, uh, now we talking. <laughs> oh, Mark, Dave, Mark, what about your Christmas say. spirit, Mark? You can't just bring some cookies to the rent and vacuum. Y'all, listen, I'm not in the Christmas spirit yet because we ain't gonna get to Thanksgiving. Y'all gonna stop disrespecting Thanksgiving. But that's how everyone literally has a cat. I feel like this year, especially, everyone is so like. Um, I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Staying the night when November first, so November first hits, they're like Christmas. Like it's like no one even talks about Thanksgiving. I feel like people are aware. People are aware, and also I don't like the people say Xmas. That that that, well, that cause grinds school, they my taught us gears. That's taking the Christ out of Christmas. Exactly, like that literally grinds my gears. So if it's Xmas, don't celebrate it. Don't celebrate it at all. If you can't say Christ, don't celebrate it, because mm. you're taken away from the true meaning. Mm. So do your regular day. Like for real, that, I can't stand that. That grinds my gears. Yeah. You know what else grinds my gears? Go ahead, Mark. Since we're talking about what grinds gears, yeah. When people say whole entire, I flip up. Oh my gosh. A what? I say what? Whole, whole entire. Whole entire. What does that mean? Every a lot of people say this in conversation. Like, oh my god, I ate the whole entire pizza. Whole and entire means the same. Oh, it's the double, thing. double negative. Yeah. So you can literally. To but say the people same do that all the time. I a lot of stuff. Hate it. I cringe. I hate when I see it on like public, like like on TV. <laughs> like, how did you let that slip by? Where's your grammar? Like, how did you let? Like, that they'll be like, I cannot not go. Right. That's crazy. You know right. what I mean? Like, double, I drink like, this whole entire water. It. But but that's like a common you know, phrase. Like, I ate the whole entire thing. That's terrible because I ate the whole thing or I ate the entire thing. It's the but same you, sentence. Yeah, but you it's know just, what? It's just double but you know what we do need to talk about? We need to talk about the whole entire Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, God. I just well, they're not whole or entire. I'll tell you that much. I just love the whole entire season of oh my spring God. and my, summer. My ears are like banging right now. <laughs> Please. Uh, right now, the Philadelphia 76ers are 8-6. and six. They are going to start a six-game road trip starting tonight on TNT against the Utah Jazz. Oh, we need Ben Simmons to drop 40 on Rudy Gobert. I know. Dang it. Ooh. Uh, don't worry. I'm pretty sure Tobias could probably do that. Maybe. Well, no, Tobias will probably just drop 26 in the first half, and they'll just have 30 for the rest of the game. Probably. Yeah. But overall, uh, the the flipping, uh, the, flipping uh, the script has been flipped over the past few weeks. Six are eight and six, and we have a phone call. 98.5 WJYM, running back sports. Hey, Jordan, how's it going? Hey, what up, Jordan. Jordan. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, guys. What up, Jordan? You know, I, didn't really, I didn't call off because I didn't really have a salute with me and something, or things of that nature in hand to talk about in terms of the 76ers. I just wanted to a little bit go back to what the conversation we had last week. Okay. What Mark said when we were talking about the uh, Boston Celtics, and he said, um, you know, the media, you know, drove the – Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, you know, to that what drove that's what drove them to have that you know that friction to to where we at right now, and I agree with him, but I wouldn't use the the media per se as what caused the friction between those two. Here's why: this is my opinion, and what I'm about to say, I'm not breaking God code or anything like that, but this is just what I believe. 
the thing about it is when it comes to when it comes to when you're in the public forum and you have success or you're on the trajectory of getting success and you're doing it in a team setting the thing about it is something happens to a man when he sees the person that he reveres whether it's a man or woman has that much control or has that much fame if he doesn't have his own. He has to have his own. And what I mean by that is that in terms of sports, music, lifestyle, branding, or whatever, in a team setting, yes, you need a team to be successful. Yes, there are people that contribute a big, huge part of a team to contribute to success, but there's only one Beyonce on the team. There's always that one resident person that you look at as this is what this, there's always going to be someone who's going to get the more credit on the team than everybody else. That's just how it goes. In terms of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, nice guy, funny guy, people love him, he cracks jokes. We saw him last year come out with Triple H and, you know, during the, the playoffs and doing the DX signature moves and things of that nature and what have you. And, you know, during the past couple of years, he was, before he was playing, he wasn't playing to his full potential. You know, hell, I got even on him when he was, you know, at one particular moment in time when he was taking jump shots and acting like as if he was the African version of KD and things of that nature. But he got better. And, you know, had he played more games last season, he would have been the season MVP. He's a likable guy. Remember those commercials he, he did with the little white boy, Mr. MB? So the thing of that nature is that he is your guy. He embodies Philadelphia. He's your resident superstar. It's Joel B. But the thing about it is that how do you think Ben Simmons feels about that? See, the thing about it is, and you guys might not admit it, I'm not saying you guys specifically. I'm talking about as a whole, as a city. I don't think you guys appreciated Ben like that. Or should I say that resident, that that standing ovation, that love and ovation was reserved for Joel B. It wasn't reserved for Ben Simmons. Yeah, I rock with him. Yeah, I like the guy before, before the Game 7 collapsed and things of that nature. He was your guy. But y'all never looked at him as the guy, as that, that star treatment, per se. That wasn't reserved for Ben Simmons. It was reserved for Joel B. Well, so, hold on real quick, Jordan. So, right. to be honest, at at one point they were on equal level playing fields, right? So it was it was up to them who's going to grasp it and take the franchise. Who's going to be the guy? The city has always been divided with being Ben Simmons guys or Embiid guys. And what happened was Ben Simmons had plenty of opportunity, especially with Joel's injury history. He had plenty of opportunities to grasp that and become the franchise guy to take over this team. Now, Embiid, he did begin to rise and do what he was supposed to do. We saw progress from Embiid every single year. Embiid is so focused right now. When's the last time you even seen him, like, crack a smile or do anything, like, witty? He don't try to get people in foul trouble. He don't try to get people out with uh, technical fouls. He just puts his head down and hoops. Now, Ben Simmons, on the other hand, with him having these more opportunities to do and be that franchise guy especially with Joel being injured the way that he did Ben Simmons never went and took it 
So what happens is the fans went and followed Moron and Bede. And now you still have your guys who's like, no, 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 no. We need Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, blah, 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 blah. But Embiid took that. They were on very equal playing fields, and Embiid took that. So to say that Philly didn't give the same love to Ben Simmons, nah, Embiid actually earned that. And what Ben Simmons has been getting his entire time on this team, especially not living up to his potential, he's been getting handouts. He's been getting handouts year after year. For how many years have we been waiting for Ben? We've been waiting for Ben. Now Embiid's here, and we're still waiting for Ben. Uh, um, Jordan, before before that, I'm going to follow up with Mark. Not to mention, when Joel Embiid finally stepped on the court, we had three centers on the team. He had to fight minutes with Nerlens Noel and Jaleel Okafor. He eventually, because the fact that he was finally healthy, he surplused both of them. So he had to earn a spot. Ben Simmons came into this game, obviously missed year one because of the injury, and he was given the point guard spot by Brett Brown. He didn't earn it. I mean, we he but he was a he was a power forward coming out of college. He got the opportunity to play point guard right out the gate. He got the team based around his skill set in terms of okay, we're going to surround you with shooters. We're going to get you JJ ready. We're going to get guys like Ersan Ilyasova and uh, Marco, Marco Bellinelli. Bellinelli during the buyouts. So because you won't because since you won't engage in the offense. We're going to get three-point shooters to make up your difference. We're going to get Al Horford, so when Joel B misses time, we got another floor spacer at the five position in order for that to happen. We've seen it over the years. You put Joel B on the court with anybody, he's going to go out and get his. Even at this point this season, his points may be down, but his impact is still there. He's still making you know, passes out of the double teams now, which has been an underrated trade for him over the last two years since Doc Rivers has gotten here. He's been making key defensive plays. You know, the blocks on uh, DeMar DeRozan, you know, the defensive plays that he makes against Chicago, closing out that game on the road against Chicago, making uh, those step-back threes and those step-back jumpers. So all of this stuff, Joel Embiid has had to earn. And not to mention, like, we've everybody's been coming at Joel Embiid for, like, his uh, his undisciplinedness when it comes to his diet. We talked about his weight, his ability to not stay healthy. Meanwhile, Ben Simmons, what is, what is there really to complain about? The only thing that we've really asked over the past five years is that at the bare minimum, get better at the free throw line. Like, the jumper, I really don't care about because if you're able to drive at win, which you're really good at transition, if you're able to if you improve your free throw percentage to about 70%, then you're able. Then it makes transitioning in terms of driving to the basket a lot easier because you're making a pay at the free throw line. LeBron had to do it. Giannis finally learning how to do it. If Ben Simmons learned how to do that, we wouldn't be having this issue right now. Jo- well, I have to agree with Mark. Joel and me has to earn everything from the start when it comes to the injuries, uh, the stuff off the court, him having to fight off Nernalist and well Jaleel Okafor for the starting uh, center spot. Meanwhile, Ben Simmons has just been given a golden ticket right out the gate. Yeah. My counterexample is that, okay, so you talk about those injuries. So when in, when Joel Embiid had those injuries, uh, Ben Simmons had to step up and be the leader. Mm-hmm. Did y'all not win games? We did. When he had to step up? Yes or no? Yeah, we did. I'll, yeah, we did. I'll, I'll give him that. He did. did step up. That's what I'm talking about, the appreciation. That's what I'm saying. That's one argument. But what I'm saying is that, but again, but that's always going to be the nature of man. That's always going to be, that is always going to, again, in a team setting, there's always going to be that one person that you revere, someone that's always going to be that resident thought. For, like, for example, like, okay, you, he's your guy and you drafted him, but even though he was the number one pick, 
I believe it was probably a mistake because remember, uh, Joel and B was drafted earlier, but the reason why they drafted Ben Simmons, who obviously is a big guy, who's a point center basically, is because the I think the the thinking was they didn't think that, but they didn't think that Joel and B they thought that Joel and B was going to be injury prone due to those injuries, that they thought that okay this guy is going to be our new center, these guys going to take up the center the five spot as well as be the point guard. So what I'm, but what I'm saying is, uh, still the essential thing is, is that it's always going to be that one person that's going to be, that's going to revered as your resident superstar, and there's nothing wrong with that. But hold on, there's one, one, one quick thing, Jordan. So I, that's a great point that you bring up. That Ben, he has stepped up in moments without Embiid, right? But where's his consistency? It's like when, when Ben's gone, Joel's game doesn't elevate. It stays the same because that's where it always is. Like, Joel's constant. When it comes to Ben, for example, we just brought up a great example. Like, oh, we could use Ben tonight against Utah so he can drop 42 on on um, Rudy Gobert. So it, it takes Joel and B to be gone for you to play the way you're supposed to. That's what I'm saying. That's not fair to Joel and B. So it's like you're literally taking a back seat and deciding to play when you want to. That's not fair. And just to continue, he's had these opportunities to be the guy. Shoot, we got rid of Jimmy Butler, and that is what we need the most right now is a Jimmy Butler. Okay, Jordan, real quick uh, about the Jimmy Butler point. Here's the thing. When Jimmy Butler got traded here, did uh, was was Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons still, you believe, on equal footing here? Yes. Okay, so when Jimmy Butler came here, he came in with the attitude was like, yo, I don't care how I got to do this. I don't care if I got 13. I don't care if I got zero points. I'm going to do everything I can to win. And because Jimmy Butler was able to do that, close out games, doing everything that he's supposed to do, all, do all the dirty work, kind of similar to what Ben Simmons is doing, uh, he was revered here as well. So on equal footing with Joel Embiid. So it's not really a thing where it's like we pick one side or the other. It's the fact that as long as you give it your all, we're behind you. It's mm-hmm. just the fact that when – and it's always been a constant. Like every single year when we get to the second round of the playoffs, it's like, okay, the competition is a lot more stiffer. You're going against this team that's trying to go to an NBA Finals. So the competition is stiffer. So we're going to need a little bit more from Joel Embiid. We're going to need a little bit more from Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid, uh, Joel Embiid understands the assignment in regards to that. Ben Simmons is, when you look at every single second-round performance, him against Boston, he has that one game where he only had one point against the Boston Celtics and we lost in five. That game, that series against Toronto. Um, but really, Ben Simmons didn't show up there. And then obviously the Atlanta series where he only took three shots combined in seven in a seven-game series against Atlanta, a series that they had no business losing. So in that case, it's like, should we still be behind that? But the thing about it is you bring up Jimmy Butler. So you think, but let me ask you a question. You bring up Jimmy Butler. So in those, remember uh, when he came, he got drafted, when he got uh, traded. And remember during the regular season, the ball was in, the ball was in Ben Simmons' hands during the fourth quarter, correct? Mm-hmm. When, when, when Jimmy Butler was there. It was, in, it was in Ben Simmons' hands, right? Correct, yeah. Right? So why did, the, why did that call change from Ben Simmons' getting the ball even at the fourth quarter to Jimmy Butler getting the ball in the fourth quarter in the postseason. Jordan, you know that. You know that? you know that answer, Jordan. Don't do that. You know that answer. <laughs> Don't do that. That's why I'm like, hold on. He knows the answer. Don't play. 
but but it, it boils down to my point. It boils down to my point where it's it's. I'm not saying that you guys never rocked with them. I'm never. I'm not dismissing that. But what I'm saying is that y'all never. I'm saying that Joel Embiid embodies Philadelphia. He's your resident. He's your guy. And obviously, he proved that by signing that extension. Mm-hmm. But he is your resident guy. And the thing about it is, just basketball wise, you guys know that both of those guys, particularly, cannot be together. Because they can't, as far as because they play the same position, so it's gonna be. It's hard for him. It's hard for Ben Simmons to be aggressive if he's if you know again if he's in the fourth quarter if he, and he's scared. But you know, to my point, is who that fault is that? I just never feel. I, I I think Ben Simmons felt that the love and ovation that he was receiving it wasn't reserved for him because he expected for, handouts. Everything in his life has been a handout. What has he really worked for? At this point, he's still expecting handouts. He's expecting to get paid right now, and he's not even fulfilling his obligations. Everything that's happening and that's unfolding right between our eyes is literally what's been happening the entire time Ben Timmons has been with the Philadelphia 76ers. He's not fulfilling his obligations and he's still expecting the most. It's, it's Life's not about handouts out here. Like, it's really not. You got to bust your tail and grind to get to where you got to be. Or else you'll continue to have that same mindset to think that everything is a handout and that you deserve this and you deserve that, walking around with a sense of entitlement. And that's not right. There's people out here who are really grinding. We've we've literally seen, we've actually, in a span of maybe 80 games, we've seen the growth of Tyrese Maxey. We've literally seen it every game. Tyrese Maxey in a week dropped more 30-point games than Ben has done in a season. In a week, we're literally watching Tyrese Maxey grow every single game. He's can not expecting a handout. Can or you can keep on countering, but I don't know where we're going. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The organization, what we talked about in the previous weeks. Remember, he got the worst, he got the worst free throw shooting since Shaq and, and, and Will Chamberlain. Terrible. Back in those days, even though Shaq wasn't a great free throw player, wasn't a great, wasn't great at the free throw line. I didn't see Phil Jackson or the organization throwing him under the bus saying, "Excuse me, we can't win championships no. with this guy." Jordan, did did that, that, when did Ben that, average twenty eight and twelve a game? Come on, yo, don't do that. Don't do that. No, no, no. But listen, listen, this is, this is what I'm saying. That is your guy. Even if the man is struggling. You cannot put out their public. I'm I'm never going to be mad at Shaq for giving me 28 and 12 and be mad at him missing rebounds. That wouldn't you can't do. Come on, Jordan, don't do that. Don't do that. When like, come on. But it's the truth. You, if he's your guy, you cannot throw him under the bus like that publicly. Privately, of course, you could say all these different things. You could get out of him truculently. You could get on him saying, "Excuse me, you need to get in the court. You need to get in the gym." That's but exactly what Kobe did. Like the way Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers did that, and the organization, which probably had an ego problem, to, to leave him out there like that. Listen, we not we we not we not enabling grown men in 2022. We not enabling grown men. Okay, that's that's done. All that's right. done. I feel you. I mean, I feel you, Jordan. I feel you on the last part about <laughs> him about them trashing him because I said that too. Like they shouldn't have said what they said about him when he's supposed to be the he's supposed to be a part of the team look, and the guy. One last point before I leave. One last point. When I said it, like it's always in the it's, in, it's always in the nature of man. If he sees someone that he reveres has that much control or fame, he. He needs his own. He has to have his own. He can never revere. To, he can never revere someone. Someone unless he has his own. He has to have his own. 
And if you want a better example to what I'm saying to see if it makes sense, look what's going on right now with, with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. I don't even have to go into let go into that. You guys do your own research. You, I let the public view the city of Philadelphia look into that. Look at that situation. Look what happened with Kyrie and LeBron James a year after they won the title. He wanted his own. Look what happened with KD and the Warriors. Even though he's the best player in the world, better than Steph Curry, and Steph Curry is the Warriors. He's the resident guy, but he he could never feel like the Warriors was his. Because they never looked at him as the fans. He would never get the love and ovation that he would get from Steph Curry with him. KD was, KD was a mercenary, bro. And so, yeah, that's... Hired gun. But, yeah, any, anyway, uh, listen, Jordan, we, we appreciate that. and uh, Love it, Jordan. Good yeah. stuff, bro. Oh, uh, man, yeah, we, we definitely got to continue this uh, on another day. Uh, we're we're definitely in the works of possibly, like, uh, doing, like, a possible, like, another... Show on like YouTube, but we'd definitely like to have you on, man, to continue this. Uh, no problem, man. I appreciate you guys. You guys are doing a good job. Now, here's a here's another question before I leave. Okay. Who, who's the Beyonce at the running back sports show uh, <laughs> outside Philadelphia? Who, between y'all, three of y'all, Chris. I'm Mich- I'm Michelle. I'm just saying that off rip. I'm Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> who's, the, who's the Beyonce? <laughs> I'm I'm Michelle. It's Chris, man. Chris I'm, is I'm, Beyonce. I'm, I'm, I don't gotta say it, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. See, Karma almost fell for the division again. Oh almost God. fell for the division Chris again. That's crazy. Chris you gotta watch Beyonce, it. The no face. Karma, you gotta watch it. People no always try and break us up. You gotta watch no, the I division. You said you're Michelle, and I said Chris is Beyonce. What's up? I was just saying. That was a, you know what I mean? We all know I'm Beyonce. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Chris is Beyonce. Actually, I'm LaToya. <laughs> I'm LaToya. Oh, you before they broke up? I'm, three? I'm LaToya Lucky. Oh, okay. I, no, I got kicked out. I'm LaToya. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we still got about 10 minutes left before the show, and uh, yeah, we're going to close it out um, with one with one of the more popular segments of our show. Mark, would you like to do the honors? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Running Back Sports Show proudly presents to you. There's only one place that you can find it. There's only one place you need to be when you listen to this. You need to be in the corner for Carm's Corner. That's where you need to be so there ain't nothing else that you can focus on. You can only find that here at WJYN Running Back Uptown Radio, 215-763-9596, 5 p.m., to 7 p.m. Tuesdays. Ladies and gentlemen, Carmen Howling. Wow, Mark. Just every week just uplifts me. You know? Every week, Mark Thompson uplifts me. We're just waiting for tonight. <laughs> we're just waiting Uh-oh. for tonight. Oh. We're here. We're waiting for tonight is here, people. <laughs> That's uh, the song, right? Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yes, it is. Good, good J-Lo. Good J-Lo, Mark. All right. So, welcome. Still got three hits. And uh, as you saw on Apple, on iTunes, he has more than three hits, as you saw. Anyways, so uh, beyond the slander, now it is the Carmen's Corner, a time where I talk about whatever I want. But more importantly, usually stuff involving sports or women in sports, just anything I find interesting. Lately, I've been kind of on like a, you know, like a overall topics thing and fun facts and stuff like that so for this week in karma's corner i'm just gonna talk about what today is because it's kind of like a little known fact but i thought it was kind of interesting and it does tie into sports 
or in a general way. So, you know, I don't know if y'all know what today is, but today, November 16th, is National Indiana Day, y'all. Indiana has a national day, people. Indiana uh, Hoosiers? Yes. In, no, Indiana the oh. state. Oh. Indiana the state. Oh, God. So are you going to talk about Carson Wentz? Oh, hold on. <laughs> All right. So, Indiana. If you ain't never been there? Boy, oh, boy. You'll have some reasons why. So, first and foremost, Indiana is home of the Indy 500 for all my race car fans out there. Okay? They also have the Indiana Hoosiers, if you're not familiar with the college team. But there's other colleges there in Indiana, which I'm going to talk about. So, Indiana was the 19th state to enter the Union. Okay? This is back in Civil War days. Um, when then Indiana entered the Union, James Monroe, who sounds familiar, guys, had just defeated Rufus King in the 1816 presidential race. It's so funny when we talk about presidential race. Like, when did we ever really remember people's... Sorry. Bless you. Salud. Thank you. When we talk about presidential races, when do we ever really remember who the, run, who the people they ran against were? You never do. Nobody remembers losers. Yeah, no, no one remembers losers. Losers. Um, so James Monroe, was, he became the fifth president of the United States, and it's the second state to enter the Union from the Northwest Territory. Indiana grew very rapidly. So have y'all ever heard of Hoosers? Y'all ever heard of what Hoosers are? No, y'all know. The, y'all know yeah, where? Of course, in, we know where, Hoosiers. Where, where that gets the, what the name comes you know from? No, Bob Knight. Bob Knight. All right. So pretty much, how Indiana got the name Hoosiers is because of um, this guy. He was like a farmer. His name was uh, James. Who I forget, but either way, he um, his last name was Hoos, and. Uh, when he sent people um, in Indiana to uh, do some kind of work, something like that. I'm, I'm really botching the facts right now, but I literally looked it up earlier. Pretty much it's just from his last name. That's where Hoosiers come from. Sidebar. Okay. Tied into sports. So, Indiana has a lot of teams. Not a lot, but they have a few. So, Indiana actually has an NBA team and a WNBA team, which might not seem like a big fact, but it is because not, not a lot of state cities have WNBA teams. As For example, Philadelphia doesn't have one. Pennsylvania doesn't have one. So, you know, it's a pretty big deal. So, the Indiana Pacers have been living under a rock, the NBA team, and then the WNBA team, the Indiana Fever. Where did the Indiana Fever get their name from? That's because of the fever and the hypeness of the Indiana fans. Because if everyone is aware of a sports fandom indiana fans are known to be kind of very energetic and you know a very strong fan base so they called them the indiana fever to kind of pay homage homage to the indiana fans in indiana okay so besides the indiana Pacers, they have other teams they have the indian indianapolis colts they have the indiana hoosers which is um the college team, they also have Notre Dame. Notre Dame is in Indiana, Notre Dame, Indiana. Fun fact for me, because I did not know where Notre Dame was. To find out it was in Indiana kind of blew my mind. Um, Butler University is in Indiana, and then Purdue is in Indiana. The Purdue Boilmakers, y'all know about that? Mm-hmm. Figure it out, okay? Okay. Now, some of the best professional athletes to come out of Indiana, okay? Honorable mentions. Jay Cutler, y'all know our good old boy Jay Cutler, QB. He was QB of the Chicago Bears. Now he's an analyst. Mick Foley, my my wrestling fans, Mark and uh, Chris. Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Er- Eric Gordon from the uh, I don't think he's on the Clippers now. Is no, he's still with the Rockets. He's still with the Rockets. Okay, Eric Gordon on the Rockets is just rotting away. Yeah, he's he's from Indiana. Don Larson, who is an MLB pitcher, is from Indiana. Zach Randolph from the Grizzlies is from Indiana. Did not know that. All right, who else? Some honorable mentions from uh, um, athletes from Indiana. Number 
one. We're going to go with Sean Kemp, y'all. I did not know this. He's from Elkhart, Indiana. Obviously, power forward for the Seattle Supersonics. Six-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA. Um, yeah, so Sean Kemp. Who else? Chuck Klein. Chris, you know what Chuck Klein is? Name sounds familiar. He's a baseball player, right fielder, two-time All-Star, 1932 MVP, 1933 Triple Crown winner. Oh, nice. So he, Chuck Klein was one of the most powerful hitters of the 1920s, 1930s, and was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1980. So he's he's a he's old head. Um, who else? Okay, Robert Woodson. From Fort Wayne, Indiana, defensive back, 11-time Pro Bowler, 8-time All-Pro, Super Bowl champ, 1993 Defensive Player of the Year. Y'all know who Rod Woodson is? Yeah. I know you do. Um, <laughs> and then someone else y'all might know, everyone probably knows this person, Larry Bird. From West Baden, Indiana, basketball player, obviously forward for the Boston Celtics, three-time NBA champion, three-time MVP, 12-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA. When you think about Indiana sports, the first person you think of is the Hick from French Lick, also known as Larry Bird, people. Okay. Um, Larry Bird was not only obviously a, a crazy shooter, he was a great rebounder and holds an average 10 rebounds per game. Larry Legend was also a giving man in his career assists per game. Mark Standards at 6.3. Plus, he was one of the greatest trash talkers in the NBA. You already know this. Mm -hmm. And then besides that, some other honorable mentions from Indiana. Oscar Robertson is from Indiana, y'all. Mm, the big, great. The big O. The big O is from Indiana. The triple-double king before Russell Westbrook came along. What is from Indiana? And then who else? The king of pop himself, Michael Jackson, Gary, Indiana. And Jana Jackson. And the Jackson 5. Mm. Indiana born and bred. So... For today, National Indiana Day, I just want to talk about, you know, and also also other honorable mentions, too. Even though Reggie Miller's from California, obviously Reggie Miller, Indiana Pacer legend from Indiana. Don't forget my boo from the fever. And uh, Kaiser mm -hmm. Kukrechik. Mm -hmm. She just got drafted to the Indiana fever. She's, mm -hmm. she's a very pretty girl. Shorty little baddie. Shorty, she, she's definitely a little baddie. She my little woo thing. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. So today, just a little fun fact: is National Indiana Day, and I just I just you know wanted to bring up some Indiana um, born and breds who've made it big time in all different sports facets, from Olympics to football to basketball, and obviously honorable mentions to the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. Um, so yeah, National Indiana Day, guys. So you get it here on Running Back Sports, the Running Back Sports Show. You didn't know that was today. You did just went about your whole day thinking it's just another Tuesday. In reality, it's National Indiana Day, people. So shout out to all the Indiana legends out there because you know what? The Midwest kind of gets overlooked, but the Midwest, you know, gives some love. Mm -hmm. All right. And as the notorious Big would say, if you don't know, now you know. Now you know. And what a great way to end it. Once again, Chris Thomas. Mark Thompson. Shigeru Karm. And you've been listening to the Runabout Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. Until next time. And always remember. We're not Detroit. Is that it? Yeah. We're not Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Later. A little, a little delay, but yeah, you get the drift. See you later.